Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. It's uh, Wednesday, March 28th. We're, we're almost through March, um, and we'll uh, a couple more days, and we'll be done with March and into April. Um, this is Mike Vandervoort. We're doing a, a double show today. Hopefully, if everything turns out the way uh, the way I've tried to set it up at the last minute, we'll have two bloggers on: uh, Claire Petrie and Tony Zamora. Claire is going to be out here for the first half hour. So, Claire, welcome to Drive Through. It's nice to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Hi, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. I'm good. How are you? I, I'm I'm good. Uh, rushed these days. I've got a lot going on, and and it's starting to yeah. catch up with me. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I bit off more than I could chew with this show, but I'm gonna I'm gonna see it through as much as I can. Not this show today, but this whole idea of doing these shows with the bloggers. Um, but I'm gonna see it through as much as I can. So so anyway. For those that, that have not met you, uh, which includes myself, I, I don't think you and I have met in person before, can you tell us about no. Claire Petrie and what you do in HR and that kind of stuff to start the show? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm currently um, a talent acquisition manager in the staffing industry. So I work for um, a locally owned and operated franchise um, of EmployBridge, which is our national branch. Um, So I've only been with the company for a couple months Um, prior to that. So I've been in HR in total for about six years. Um, I think what you and I were talking about earlier about my blog, I would wrote about taking on my first HR generalist position in 2016. Um, so really since 2012, I've been in recruitment, and then um, in November of 2016, I went into my first HR generalist role and did that for about a year um, and learned a lot. I'm so glad I did it. I wouldn't trade it for anything, but I really realized that my passion is in recruitment during that time, so that's why I recently got back into it. Okay, and uh, and we were talking in the, in the, the minute-and-a-half-long pre-show that we did um, this is your first time as a blogger for Sherm, right? For the for the Sherm yeah. Team Blog Squad. Yeah. So, um, so the way the way I've done this, I guess the way I've been doing these shows is kind of kind of talking about other stuff, you know, other HR related stuff first, and then um, yeah, and then going into plan of attack uh, for Sherm eighteen, I guess. So let, let's follow that that path. Um, so you said six years in HR, um, mostly. Sorry, I was distracted for a second there. My other phone was beeping, but um, mostly in the talent acquisition side. Um, is that did I get that correctly, or have I did I miss a, a beat there somewhere along? Yeah, no, that's right. So I spent the first like four years of my career in an internal um, like talent acquisition specialist type position. Um, and yep. then I was fortunate enough to um, get that HR um, manager opportunity um, with another local company because it was primarily recruitment and then um, some employee relations and, you know, coaching and performance, um, things like that. So I spent that time um, in that role for about a year and then I've recently come back to recruitment a couple of months ago. So, so is is recruitment your your thing, do you think, for HR? Or is it, I mean, it seems like where you spent the bulk of your time so far is that what really interests you, or are you? Do you have other aspirations that you're, you know, for the longer term? Yeah, that's a great question. I think right now, I think it's what I'm most passionate about. I also think that 
It was unfortunate that my first role in an HR generalist was such a challenging one because it kind of turned me off from that type of well-rounded role because um, I was supporting a 24-7 call center. So I just got really burned out um, over the year with all the issues and things. So uh, for right now, recruitment's definitely my strength and my passion. I think in my long-term career, though, I think I'll definitely um, either go into organizational development um, a little bit more, kind of coupled with a talent acquisition business partner um, position, but um, I might revisit that generalist work in the future, but <laughs> for now, recruitment it is. Okay. And, and where, I, 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 I think I saw this, but I'm not sure. Where, where in the country do you live? Yeah, so I'm in Buffalo, New York, um, right near Niagara okay. Falls. So I usually just tell people Niagara Falls because they know <laughs> where that is. Um, so I'm about like half an hour from Niagara Falls. So do you do you do you hang out with Jennifer Payne at all? Have you had a chance to interact with her on a on a professional or a social you know kind of a social basis on a or a local basis? I guess is what I mean to say. So so I like didn't know Jennifer at all before the Blog Squad got together in the Facebook group. So um, she had answered a couple of my posts. So naturally I you know viewed her profile. I hadn't heard her name before, and I thought she was in Buffalo. So I did reach out to her, and we are going to get together sometime before. Um, Sherm 18. But prior to the blog squad, no, I hadn't had her in any of my networks or anything. So I'm excited that she's in the area. It's, it, it's funny how that goes. I had I had a, a guy here. I live in Atlanta, and I had a guy here that I've known for a long time that lives kind of Atlanta native, Mike Haberman, and and we were kind of. I mean, we we know each other, but we were we were kind of bemoaning the fact that we don't really have great um, local networks. I mean, they're probably stronger than I think they are, but it's. It's surprising how many people you, you when you start paying attention that that are local to you that you don't know. So that's uh, yeah, that's you're right. Cool, that's, that's also one of the cool things I think about an organization like Sherm, and then having the you know having the, an opportunity to volunteer with them and do these kind of things. Um, have you done? Are you involved with a lo the local Sherm chapter there in Buffalo, or were you involved with Sherm prior to getting the invite to be on the blog squad in some way? Yeah, so I'm just a member um, of BNHRA, so the Buffalo Niagara HR Association. Um, I haven't served in a leadership position at all, but I do go to the monthly um, meetings and have kind of formed some of my local network um, in that way. Um, a friend of mine is um, up next, I guess president-elect is the word, um, for our local chapter, so I'm excited maybe to get some more opportunities to help her out. But um, I've just been a member of SHRM um, for the past few years. I really got into it because I needed the resources, and I really liked the uh, community areas and the policy templates and things like that um, really helped me out. But I really didn't know how many um, resources were available um, until, like, probably this fall, so maybe just like a few months ago, um, just in mm -hmm. terms of like the expertise, panels, yeah, and like just other national like volunteer opportunities. Um, so I really learned a lot more about it in the past year, so I'm excited about that. Obviously, yeah. I got involved with NextChat, um, met Mary Kaler that way through NextChat, and then, mm -hmm. you know, here I am on the blog squad. So I'm really excited to have discovered all those um, extra, you know, resources and um people, you know, with Sherm this year. So Yeah, I would uh I would tell you I was uh early in my HR career, which is is old and gray now, uh, but early <laughs> in my HR career I was I wasn't very involved with Sherm 
And, in fact, it wasn't really probably for the first, I'd say probably the, maybe the first 15 years or so I wasn't very involved with SHRM. And in hindsight, that was a mistake because there's a ton of resources. There's a ton of network help that you can get. Um, you mentioned the expertise panel. I did that for several years. I was involved with HR Florida at the state council. I, I, I wasn't so active in my local uh, chapters because Florida has like 26 of them, and I lived in Tampa Bay where they have like three. And then I, also, I worked oh, in another wow. city. So it, was kind of, it was kind of hard to keep up with all of them. So I, I was not really a member, you know, of any specific one. I just went to meetings every now and then. But it's a good way to get to know people. And, in fact, last week I lost a speaker. I run a conference in that will be held in Tampa in April. And we lost a speaker, and I was able to reach out to one of my HR Florida contacts. And she, was, she, she helped me, you know, replace that speaker within 24 hours. So uh, that was, it's great to have those kind of, those kind of networks. And uh, I think you'll, you'll really, once you get a chance to get to Chicago and kind of meet a lot more members of the blogging squad, I think you'll, uh, you'll really, you know, see a, a big jump in your network as well. So uh, for whatever that yeah. is worth, my, my two cents worth. Um, so um, just, just in, so in terms of, um, personal life I didn't get it. I mean are you and I don't I don't want to go into like you know but are you married are you a mom are you a single worker or just you know kind of where where are you at in in, in that scope and because I think it, it sometimes changes your view of profession yeah for sure um so I'm married I actually just got married in September um so that's exciting uh six months has certainly flown by um, but yeah, both of us, <laughs> yeah, both of us, I would consider, um, are like established professionals at this point. We don't have any kids, a lot of nieces and nephews. Um, we are cat people. Um, so I'm a proud cat mom. I talk about that a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right in terms of like personal outlook reflecting kind of on your, um, professional life, um, because, something I had been thinking about a little bit more and incorporating into my blog is that self-care aspect because I I think a lot of young professionals are like this where you spend the first few years um, working really head down in your work because you want to learn, you want to grow, your work is kind of your identity at that point. Um, And I started to realize, especially when my wedding was coming up and I realized I was unhappy in my last position, um, how many other aspects of my life I enjoyed, um, like blogging and getting more involved with SHRM and volunteering and things like that, that I realized I wasn't spending enough time on. So I think you're right. We go through these like personal stages that affect kind of how we view our professional lives too. Yeah. I was, I was married young and had kids young and, you know, so it was, I mean, that was, that was, that was, that was life, you know, not, not, I mean, I wasn't just having kids, but I mean, you, you know, you, you were, my professional stuff and then my family stuff kind of drove everything I did. So I was a heads down worker at my job and, you know, then I was a hot yeah. coach or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever was called upon from the family, family side, you know, and, and, the, and it was, so for me, it was kind of like later on in life that I got, I expanded into some of those other opportunities and I don't know that there's a right way or a wrong way, but, but it, I, that's, that's kind of, that was kind of the angle of my question, you know, is, so, so with, yeah. um, so with, so with blogging, and it, like I said in the pre-show, I jump around all over the place. So with blogging, how did you get started in blogging? And, and I guess, you know, tagging onto that, uh, how, how did you get involved in social media? 
Yeah, so I guess social media to start off, I'd had uh, LinkedIn for a while. I had LinkedIn before I had Twitter. Um, I think I've had my Twitter for like two years now. Um, and I wrote a blog post recently called Reminiscing because I talked about how I really didn't discover HR folks on Twitter until I think it was June of last year. Um, so I really, it's been, it's coming up on like a year almost that I'm an active Twitter user. So I'm really excited about that because that's how I found obviously the HR tribe and next chat and got some inspiration to start my blog. Um, so I'd been wanting to do it, but went through that syndrome of like, I have nothing new to say and you know, I'm so overwhelmed at work. Should I really do this? Um, and I started it, uh, right around the first of the year, um, so I don't want to say it was like a resolution, but the first of the year, I really decided to change um, some things I wanted to do around my personal brand. So I started more um, on LinkedIn video and my blog um, and doing some more speaking engagements in the community. So it was really just kind of um, something I'd been looking to do but needed that next step motivation that I got from a lot of the folks I met on social media. Um, so yeah, I'm still a fairly new blogger, just started in January, um, and I think I had a couple posts out um, when I had heard from Mary about the blog squad, so that was also just kind of icing on the cake, which was great. That's really, yeah, it's really, it's really nice um, because um, I think Strum has done a really interesting thing this year, and they may have done it in last years and, you know, in years past, I guess. Um, but I'm probably paying more attention to it this year because I'm talking ahead of the ahead of the conference to more people um, than I than I have in years past, I guess. And they've really done an interesting job of selection of people, the voices that they're bringing in. You know, they they they, they you know there's there's people that have relatively new blogs or no blog at all, and they write on on LinkedIn or they you know they're they're doing a podcast or they run an you know a, a, a Twitter chat so they're really they're really reaching out and bringing diversity of uh, I would say media you know media voices if you will in into the blog squad which is different than when when it started you know 6 or 7 years ago it was pretty much all bloggers who who also did social media and live tweeting so I think it it'll change the flavor of the of the overall experience, and I, and I think it's a really good direction. So I guess it's, it's it's fun to meet that you know people like you where you, you know haven't had a chance to talk and kind of get a get get to know you a little bit ahead of time because when we meet in real life in Chicago, then it'll you know we'll be by then we'll be old friends, you know. Exactly, <laughs> I love it. But, but yeah, it's, it really makes it it really makes a difference in getting past all that. Uh, First time meeting jitters. I'm I'm an introvert by nature, and I hate small making small talks. So I do it this way either by writing or by lately by podcasting. Um, uh, okay. Um, let's see. Blogging, social media. So I, I didn't really get a chance to like read many of your of your actual blog posts. Um, just you know work piling up, and and I'm going to I've got conference next week and a conference week after that. So just a lot of travel trying to get stuff done. Uh, do you write about stuff mostly related to recruiting, or or do you stretch yourself in your in your blog posts? What's your kind of like topics right now, and and how do you write? I guess in terms of developing a blog, I'm always curious about that. Yeah, that's a great question. So I think um, since I've only had it a few months, I think I only have like ten posts or so, and I'm still trying to find. Uh, what exactly my niche like topics will be because so far it's been a mix of 
Uh, I've definitely done a couple on um, talent acquisition because I had a couple of people reach out to me about like my recruitment process in terms of how I go through um, the kickoff meeting and managing um, hiring manager relationships and things like that. Um, so I did something on that. I did something on culture fit. Um, and a couple other things I did were, they're mainly all topics that people had reached out to me about, either like a question I got on Twitter or LinkedIn, like I'm going through this kind of situation, what's your take on it? And it kind of prompted further reflection and writing on it that I turned into a post. Um, so, so far it's pretty diverse. Um, a couple of those other topics I wrote about that people had reached out to me on were <clears throat> Uh, someone had been with a company for a really long time and just took a leap into a new position and was feeling um, kind of that buyer's remorse um, a little bit. So we talked about just kind of how to get through that, you know, what drove his initial excitement to make the move and um, and how to get through that. And I've checked in with him since, and he's doing really well, which is great. So um, kind of like taking risks, going through change, um, things along those lines. So, so far it's just been through kind of personal conversations with people that these topics have come up. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to try to focus it on um, kind of like career tips, self-care, and talent acquisition type topics. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it took, I think it takes everyone a while to kind of, you know, and, and, and one thing is unless you're getting paid to write, but, you know, unless you're getting paid by somebody else to write something, it's your, it's your space, so you can pretty much do whatever you want. You know, that's what I that's what I always liked about it. I mean, obviously, you probably have to worry about some external shareholders, like your your job and that kind of thing. But you know, you can you write for yourself. It gives you a lot of latitude to explore topics that you that you spend time thinking about. And that's one of the reasons I started blogging. And it's one of the reasons I don't blog as much anymore. I think is just because I it's so hard to write. I, that's why I like the, doing the podcasting. It kind of create it creates content, but it unless you have discussions with people instead of just writing in your head. Um, the, other, the other question I sort of had, I guess, out of that, just from a, 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 just from a blogging standpoint is, um, like, are you, I think you're on a WordPress platform, right? Yeah. Are you, do you, is, are you using it? Well, let me, let like, do you do all the stuff yourself for that platform? Do you are you working with somebody? I mean, are you is it is it a hobby blog or is it something that you're you view as a you know you mentioned your brand earlier I guess and a lot of people you know get get logos done and have you know professional people lay out the website. What how do you how do you approach it when you first started setting that up? Yeah, so um, to be honest, I am not really tech savvy with blogs, and no, I didn't have anyone help me. So I really just picked a couple color schemes and pictures that I yep. liked that were already on the website. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, so they were already there. I think I was just at that point where I was so ready to start writing and just getting things down that I felt like the process of building the blog was like holding me back a little bit and it almost started to frustrate me and I was like why do I care so much about like thinking about a name and like making it look professional like it's just me I'm not doing this professionally so um so I didn't really spend that much time on the prep process um to be honest and I really like how it's working out so far I mainly just wanted it um, to be a platform that I could obviously generate links from and then share the content with my network and hopefully it would, would help someone else that it reached. So um, that's really my goal with it right now, but who knows, maybe in mm -hmm. the future I'll make it a little more polished. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking it because I just I did the say I started out on a blog, you know what, what I think what was what's called Blogger, uh, the the Google Blogger platform now, if it even still yeah. exists, and I think it was called Blogspot back then, you know. So it's uh, what I mean. We have people, you know. I saw somebody that the other day that's writing on on uh, the Medium website, and others, like I said, that are writing on LinkedIn. So it's you know it's all good. I. I I'm just always curious kind of how people get started and, you know, the choices they make. Mine was I wanted a blog. I found a, a thing that worked. I set it up. When I did a new one, which was like, for me, was like five years in, then I went more with the, you know, getting trying to get a professional look and, and that kind of thing. But I don't know. I'm not sure it matters because I only use it for yeah. my own self, you know. So yeah, exactly. Reflect. I think it just. I think it just depends. It's all personal flavor, which I love because I have so many people's blogs um, that I follow, like Sam Rist is a new one and Keith Enox, and their blogs look awesome, and I love it, and I'm so glad that, like, it was important to them to um, to have that look and feel about it where mine is clearly just like a WordPress site with some extra colors, <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely just about whatever is most important to you. And again, that, that personal brand, like how do you want it to, to reflect? Um, so yeah, I'm just glad that everybody's doing their own thing with their blog, kind of whatever's most important for them. And, and to your point, or to, to your point a minute ago, if, if and when you decide you want to make a change in a different direction, you can change it, you know, you can change your blog. Sure. Or, or change another, <laughs> I know, I kind of go out and buy new clothes. Um, anyway, okay, so hang on one second here while I get – my uh, my computer is so we're we have about eight minutes left in, uh, to talk about Sherm eighteen. Um, so let's let's yeah. go that's what it's supposed to be about. You've been have you been to Sherm National Conference before, or is this your first time? No, I haven't. This is my first one. So I'm so excited. Not, not, you're you're a, you're a newbie uh, on the blog squad and for the conference. So. I am. You, you're gonna read all the. You're gonna read all the tip blogs. You know, wear comfortable shoes, layers. Don't try to do everything. <laughs> no roller bags. Uh, no roller bags. You'll make mad. Call it mad. Um, and yeah, all that stuff. So anyway, so so real real generally though, um, yeah. I, I mean, those, that's important, but that's not really what I want to talk about today. So what I'm interested yeah. in is what. You you are interested in, in in your first conference experience and what you've what you've done so far in terms of writing and what you hope to do at the conference in terms of the blogging side. That's what I'm interested in for the next four or five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm most interested. Um, again, these are like my personal interests, I guess, that I want to to build more upon there. But um, communication, personal presence, um, company culture, and talent acquisition um, primarily. So the sessions I'm really looking forward to are communicating for greater influence um, with Randy Anderson, the Art of Executive Presence with Jennifer Lee, which Janelle Rodriguez just did a Q&A post on. So I loved reading that because I was already kind of having my eye on that session. Um, there's one on how culture impacts recruiting and retention with Tony Cimino. And then I'm also really interested in Nancy Ruder's session. So it's unlocking marketing strategy for recruitment. So mm. um, that's something else I'm really big into is just how as recruiters, we're also marketers, um, you know, what else can we uh, learn in that aspect to enhance our recruitment process. So Nancy's also someone else that I have lined up for a Q&A. So that should be out within the next few weeks. Um, but so far, 
um, I did a Q&A with uh, Jen McClure. So um had been following her for a while, obviously, and loved her um, um, initiatives with Disrupt HR and, and everything. So really just wanted to get to know her better. Um, so I'm definitely going to try to get to her session as well, which is on um, personal branding. And then I just mm-hmm. did my uh, vendor Q&A, um, I think it was yesterday, um, with Cancer and Careers. Um, and that was so much fun because I'd never heard of them. I just was kind of going through the vendor list and um, picking out ones that I'd never heard of. And so their mission is just amazing. I think I've gotten a lot of good feedback just on the information in my blog post being helpful and HR pros not knowing that Cancer and Careers was out there. Um, so they really just focus on partnering with those uh, folks with medical conditions, um, primarily um, cancer and how that impacts their work life. So they provide advice and tools and educational events and things like that. Um, so that's what I've done so far. But I guess once I get there, um, I'm going to try to attend those sessions that I mentioned. But I know folks who have gone in the past have said, um, you know, make your plan, but no, you might deviate from it so I'm, I'm preparing for that but I think I want my at uh, the conference blog post and post conference post to be on that communication personal presence and and culture so um, those are really interesting to me but I'm most excited to just meet the HR tribe in real life take a lot of pictures and LinkedIn videos um, wear my HR tribe tie-dye shirt for Steve's Brown Steve Brown's magazine <laughs> Um, super excited for that and just have a lot of laughs um, with everyone um, it's so great just like chatting with you right now on this um, you know podcast and getting some laughs in and learning along the way so that'll just be a real high point I think, too. I, I, I think you will I think you'll find you know that it, it, up in the blog lounge where they don't want us to be there's always you know there's always something going on and usually people are having some kind of fun it's not a you know, it's not a play playground. I mean, people work, but uh, it, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. fun, and we, we we have a blast, and a lot of us have a lot of history together. And the, those of us that are have been around for a while are, you know, we're always happy to include new people. So, um, and that's the whole point of doing this show for me is to like, you know, let let's who's that group, and let's start building that group together. You know, and I think uh, John Thurman and Wendy Daly have done a great job on, you know, with their with their chat and just you know all this. It's 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 interesting that 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 things are evolving and even HR tribe is somewhat not not new but somewhat of a newer hashtag than some of the others we've had in the past and so I'm I'm, I'm likewise really thrilled to to be be able to do this and kind of get to know people. Um, so I had some goofy questions. Um, sure. I've been asking most of the bloggers and and they're so one of them is uh, you know people always look at the the conference center. And, and there's a, always a big discussion about uh, is it a Coke? Did they serve Coke or do they serve Pepsi? So, and I don't know what McCormick is, but are you a pro Coke or pro Pepsi person when it comes to soft drink choices? So I'm a Pepsi person, but only diet Pepsi. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, only diet Pepsi. Okay. Uh, and yeah. will, you, will you will you accept the will you accept diet Coke in a pinch? <laughs> or, or will you have to go out and find it somewhere and bring it with you to the to the conference center if it's not served there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I would do Diet Coke in a pinch. I might just opt for water, okay. which I know is the better choice, anyways. But <laughs> fall fall back to water. Okay, so and, and, yeah, and I don't I don't know I don't know if you've been introduced to the the mysteries the mystery society of the human resource love of bacon yet, but every HR person I meet loves bacon more than they should. 
So are you pro-bacon or against bacon? I am definitely pro-bacon. And I think <laughs> it was so funny, like, learning about this because I think I might have heard it the first time on your podcast with another guest, but then all the memes and tweets, like, floating around about yep. Bacon and yep. whoever doesn't like it can give theirs to someone who does, and it was just hilarious. So, yeah, I'm definitely pro bacon. <laughs> I I have yet. I'm almost on 20 interviews, and I have yet to find a vegan blogger. So I don't think that there's a vegan HR blogger out there. They must all throw their principles to the wind when they wait when we wave bacon under their nose. That's all I can. That's all I can assume. Mm. Um, and the last <laughs> the last silly question, because uh, we have about a minute and 45 seconds. The last silly question is, um, I, I I don't even know who the entertainment is this year. It's usually a massive point of discussion. I think it might be tra- the band Train. I don't know why I think that, but for some reason that's in my head. Are you since you since you've never been to uh, a conference, usually on Tuesday night, they have a, some kind of entertainment. It's Hall and & Oates and Cheryl, Cheryl Crow and uh, Jerry Seinfeld. You know, over the years, I can think of a few. Um, I never go. I always go out to dinner for steak or something on Tuesday night with friends. Will you go to the entertainment, or will you, will you be looking at something else, do you think? Yeah, I don't really know. So I was talking to um... – Jasmine Wilkes and Janelle and Melanie Peacock on Twitter about this today because since it is my first time, I'm like hesitant to schedule things outside of what the conference has going on because since it's my first one, I kind of want to do everything the conference has to offer just for the first time to see just how right. I like it and, and what the like certain things are like. So um, I definitely won't go to it by myself. Um, but if, a, if I have a couple other friends um, with me that want to check out the entertainment, I probably will. Um, but I'm definitely just trying to leave my schedule open in the evenings just to see what comes of that, you know, what kind of networking and what people are up to. Cool. And um, yeah. Okay. Um, th- tell us your uh, Twitter handle since we didn't ask earlier, what, where do people find you on Twitter? Yeah, so it's underscore S-T-R Claire. Um, and I realize that's really confusing. I probably should have changed it a while ago, but my maiden name was Stro, so I used to use S-T-R, like, in everything. So, um, But it's at underscore S-T-R-C-L-A-I-R-E. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. Somebody, there will be somebody out there that says, oh, you should change that. We'll never find you that way. No, I, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Stick with what you stick with what you're comfortable with. Um, and then last thing is your blog. Where where can people find your blog? Yeah, so it's ClarePetrieHR.wordpress.com, um, and I have it linked on my Twitter too. So I would love okay, so love Twitter. to get more more followers. <laughs> so so Claire Claire with an E C L A I R E Petrie P E T R I E dot wordpress.com, right? Um, Claire Petrie HR at WordPress. HR, yep. Claire Petrie HR. Okay, got it. Yep. Okay, so now, Perfect. Thanks, okay, Mike. So hang on, because I, I think now our next blogger, Tony Zamora, is here. Let me let me see if I can make him go live and find out if this number really is him. Um, you, you're welcome to <laughs> okay. us, or, 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 or you can, uh, you can, you know, sign off, Claire, but d- don't go away just yet, okay? Hang on. Okay. Tony? Michael, this is Tony. Tony, great. Hey, we're live, like, right now, because we're bringing you in in the middle of a show. So we're just wrapping up. Hi, with, Tony. Uh, hey, hello there. I've been with listening. Claire, with Claire Petrie. So, 
Yeah, this was uh, this was a, a, you know this this show was a, a victim of expediency of schedule. So <laughs> since we had to reschedule, and I already had another one, Tony, I, I just was like, you know what, I'm going to do a combined show, and uh, it'll work, and it'll and, and it'll be done. We'll have two bloggers in one day. It's a bonus show. So I appreciate you getting here. Um, we were just finishing up with Claire. So Claire, I, basically, what I want to say, you know, is not like go away. Uh, thanks for thanks for being a no. guest on Drive Through. <laughs> Thank you for having I'm, me. I, you're, you're, you're I'm going to hop off. For, okay, I look forward to meeting you in Chicago, and and then I'll I'll I'm going to go start talking and find out a little bit more about Tony. Okay, so have a great day, Claire. Sounds good. Have fun, you guys. Bye. We'll see you in Chicago. Yep. Take care. Yep. So so Tony, thanks. Um, yeah, no problem. Uh, normally, I do a, I do a little pre-show, so we didn't have a mm-hmm. chance to to do that. So basically, um, we're in the we're in the second half of a one-hour show. This is Drive Through HR. I'm just going to do a quick reset. Um, this is Mike Vandervoort. We just finished up interviewing uh, Sherm 18 blogger Claire Petrie, and have now been joined by our second guest of the afternoon, which is also a Sherm 18 blogger, Tony Zamora. Tony, if I remember correctly, and I did research last week, and I didn't go back this morning, I believe you're based in Chicago, right? I am based in Chicago. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, the and you, coming you, to my, my hometown this year. Yeah. So yeah. So will will you will you have to get a hotel room, or do you live like right next door to McCormick Place, and you can just jog across the street? Nah, not that close. I'm about 50 miles away, so probably like the smart idea would get a hotel room close by. But I think I'm just going to end up driving in early in the morning. It's probably like 45 minutes yeah. an hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I live in Atlanta, and driving in Atlanta and Chicago and a couple other cities are not my favorite thing when I'm going to those events because parking and, you know, drinks and stuff like that. But you got to right. do what you got to do, right? So, so Tony, um, again, thanks for being on DriveThru. I don't think you've been on this particular podcast before, have you? No, I haven't. No, first time. Yeah, I was I wasn't sure, and we've got well, we've been doing this, you know, different a number of different hosts over the years, and we have something like 1,400 shows out there. So, um, it's possible that you know someone might have turned up once before that I wasn't the host or didn't listen to it or whatever. But um, so, so the way I've been opening these shows, Tony, uh, basically, I, you know, ask each blogger to kind of introduce themselves to help tell a, tell our listeners, uh, you know, who you are, where you're from, what you do. So if you can start out with that, that would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm here in Chicago. So I currently work for a company called Ipso. So we're a global market research company. Um, we're the third largest in the world. Yeah, not a lot of people have heard of us, especially here in the U.S., um, primarily because we're we're based in um, France, but we slowly over the years, you know, through acquisitions and just through um, organic growth, we've kind of been expanding our footprint. And so in the U.S., we've, we've steadily grown over the last 15 or 20 years or so. So we have about 3,000 employees um, I bounce around quite a bit, so I started off my career back in the Navy, so going almost back 20 years ago, and I started off working in electronics. So I wanted to, I always thought I was going to be an engineer and just fixed um, like radar communication and, and weapon radar systems, um, but you know, turn of events, I ended up hurting myself doing that job um, after a few years, and they kind of put me at a desk job, and I always seemed to look at, I always wanted to get the most out of my experience in the Navy. So I was always looking at the benefits, um, the GI Bill, how I could go to school. I was kind of always into that world. Um, and so when they put me at a desk job, they just said, you know, here you go. You're going to be kind of career counselor slash personnel department. They still called it personnel back then. Um, and so I ended up enjoying that and talking to some counselors myself to, to see kind of where I should take my career, if I should 
continue in engineering or move into something else. And I ended up learning about the HR field. Um, so about midway through my education, I decided to change my career path and, and kind of take on the world of HR. So I've been doing that ever since. So probably about 12 or 13 years now. Um, when I got out of the Navy, I started working for defense contractors because it was just kind of the natural transition um, and, and easiest transition and did that for several years, kind of uh, moving around the country. So lived in California, lived in Florida, uh, back here in Chicago, um, and then ultimately ended up leaving kind of the defense world and got into the advertising and market research world. So that's kind of where I've been um, the last six or seven years now. Kind of, kind of an interesting switch from from the sort of bureaucratic uh, military world in, into mm-hmm. marketing. You know, uh, I'm not sure marketing isn't bureaucratic in its own way, but I guess just because it, it, it is it, just it, in a different way. Yeah, but I guess the perception that when you talk about marketing and that kind of, you know, you get creative people and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, that that I've had a little opportunity to delve into marketing, and that my experience was they weren't as 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 free thinkers as they purport themselves to be. Although it's not a knock, it's just the, it was the particular agency I think. So you mm-hmm. you were born and raised. I'm looking at your website now, and I remember seeing this last week. You were born and raised in Chicago, so you're you're essentially back where you started from. Bounced around a bit, but you, you, your family moved to Mexico for a while because Dad had a work down there, right? How long were you? How long did you live in work, or how long did you live in Mexico? Yeah, so I born and raised in Chicago, but we moved here when I was ten years old, so we moved down fairly young, so we was still in school, um, and we lived down in Mexico for five years. So first, we lived um, kind of in a really, really small town where my dad was born and raised. Um, I don't even remember the population, but I'm sure at the time it was probably less than a couple thousand. Um, lived there for three years in this small town, and then we ended up moving to Mexico City um, for the last two years. So, yeah, my dad mm. works for McCormick, the spice company. So he, they kind yep. of bounced him around. He's been around. Or he works for that company for, I think he's going on 36 or 37 years now for the same company. Um, so he's always bounced around. It just happened to be, yeah, it just happened to be that during that time they wanted him in Mexico. Um, and then after that, so after the five years we were down there, they wanted him to kind of um, manage a, a, a plant in California. And so we ended up moving to Salinas, California, so just outside Monterey on the Central Coast. And so I moved there when I was 15 and kind of finished up high school while I was out there. That that that's interesting moves for a young young kid. Moving mm-hmm. moving when you're in grade school, junior high school, high school is. I did that right. to my kids, and they they did you really? They, I think they're better people. Yeah, I think they're better people for it. But I know that while they were kids, they they had a you know a few issues adjusting and giving up friends and making new friends. But they had, mm-hmm. I think, hope, hopefully had some equally compelling experiences to go along with it. Um, so now, like you call yourself a success facilitator and a podcaster. So uh, I, I obviously I want to talk to you about podcasting, but tell, tell us first about the success facilitator part. How does that in your job and, and is that stuff something that also, you know, kind of extends into your personal life in some way? Yeah, it's something that I, you know, it's kind of a title I, I gave myself, you know, a few months ago. So I basically take a step back. I wanted to simplify my life kind of in, in 2018, right? Like I've always been involved with so many different things, even going back to the Navy. So I, I told you my job was electronics technician, but I probably had like 12 other jobs in, in addition to that. Like I was CPR coordinator and a teacher. I was um, in charge of the color guard. So we're doing like, you know, national anthem ceremonies at um, baseball games, basketball games, that kind of thing. Um, I was like the OSHA coordinator. So I was just doing, I always had my hands 
involved with tons of other things other than my day job, right? And that's yep. kind of continued my entire life. Uh, a big passion of mine and kind of hobby is um, racing and triathlons and endurance sports, so like cycling events, marathons, that kind of thing. And and I've been racing since my high school years. And eventually I started, I got a coaching license through um, Olympic Training Center, so through USC Triathlon, um, and became a coach, been a coach for about 12 years now, um, just kind of helping people succeed, you know, with their health goals and racing um, people finishing their first marathon, just kind of, you know, the, uh, kind of a fitness challenge that people put themselves out, out to. Um, and then, so I help people there. And then when you look at what HR people do, like we're in the business of helping those who help others, right? So our job as a HR business partner is to partner up with the leadership and executive teams to help develop their staff, which ultimately leads to success not only for the employee, but also for the business, right? And so I kind of took a right. step back. I, I, I've talked to a mentor who I've known for, for many years. He was actually the first um, interview interviewee that I had on my podcast. Um, and we kind of bounced around ideas. And I said, um, his name is Jim. I was like, Jim, I want to kind of simplify my life. And at the time, I think I had like two or three different websites because of the coaching. Um, I was thinking, but I had, I, for years, I kind of went on and off of blogging on HR. I was thinking about this podcast, but I didn't really want to continue to manage all these different sites and social media sites. And I said, I want to just simplify it. So we started, you know, brainstorming and looking at, at the core of, of really who I am and, and what I do. And so this title of uh, success facilitator just kind of popped up, right, through that brainstorming session. And so really that could okay. really apply uh, everything I do, not only from the fitness and coaching aspect, but from podcasting and HR blogging, as well as what I do um, as an HR director. Cool. Yeah, nice. Um, I I have a hard time saying no, which is why I'm we're doing a double show today. <laughs> right, exactly. That's, that's a small that's a small drop. You know, that's just a small drop in the bucket as Mike's inability to say no. And I keep <laughs> I keep it trying to envision that that simplification thing, but it it's hard. Um, mm-hmm. What what did what did you do? Um, I, I guess I'm going to let you be my coach for a minute here. What sure. did you do besides the brainstorming? What what made it successful for you? I mean, just, was it desire to get it done, or was was there some some other magic? Um, a combination of things. So one, it was a, just a desire to get things done. You know, I don't like things to linger for too long. Um, two is is the couple other coaching websites that I had. Um, you know, the, you know, how you have to renew them and, and renew the name and renew the, the yeah. hosting sites. Um, they were due to expire by end of February. So just last month. Um, so I knew I kind of had a, a deadline. I either I recommit and renew all the hosting sites or I just get it done, get this new website up and then kind of combine everything into one. So I kind of had a, a deadline ahead of me. Okay. So you, a little bit, a little bit of both. So, um, mm-hmm. and then, um, the podcast, so, like, I've, I, I haven't. I think I had one other podcaster on in this series, and I think that was Ben Eubanks. Oh no, and John Thurman does some podcasts. Yes, yeah, so there have been a couple. What's yours about, and what's it called, and how'd that get started? Nice. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Ben. I'm actually going to be interviewing him here in the next few weeks, so stay tuned, and uh, and he'll be on my podcast. So it should be a good one. Um, but I got into podcasts, and and honestly, I don't know if this is going to be a long term thing or not. Uh, um, I know I want to do it through the, this year, and my whole goal was to do. 18 interviews in in 2018, and so the the okay. name of the the name of the podcast is um, 
unraveling HR, how success happens, right? So it's kind of peeling back at the layers of, um, of basically human performance, right? And it could be, it's mainly related to HR and, and career success. Um, you know, occasionally I might throw in a, a podcast or an interview about health just because it kind of, what, what I've noticed through the, you know, 15, 20 years that I've been doing, doing this is there's a good correlation between people that succeed in their fitness goals as well as people who succeed in their career goals, right? So some of the common traits that people exhibit in, in both of those mm-hmm. um, trajectories. So it's kind of it's, it's kind of fun to do this. But right right now, you know, I'm on my fifth um, interview, and it's all been really business and, and um, career-oriented. Um, and the reason I got into it was, one, I just – I really just wanted to – try a new challenge. So even though I said I was going to simplify my life this year, I also said I want to take on a new challenge and something that I've never done before. And honestly, something that just really, really scared like the crap out of me. Right. So I never mm-hmm. really was involved with like the technology. I mean, I've been blogging for years, but you know, podcasting, you know, it's completely different. Um, and so I wanted to learn the technology behind it. I also wanted a platform where I could kind of share the, um, the message uh, and help people succeed in their life um, a little bit more broadly than, pod- than uh, I'm sorry, than blogs do. So I thought the podcast was a great platform to do that. And, um, and plus, you know, as I kind of grow my own career into kind of more executive positions, I just thought it was a good way to really listen to myself on how I, how I speak, right? It, it's completely different. Um, I'm sure you know, as if you, if you listen to, to your show over and over, um, as you go through and you edit the show and you pick out all the, um, you know, vocal ticks, all the ums and all the pauses, it's kind yeah. of a good way to improve your speaking skills. So I figured, you know, I'm going to do something that scares me, but it's also going to help me professionally and personally. So that's kind of where the podcast came about. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting on this show. This show was started by a guy named Brian Wempen. Uh, I don't know, back in, and this, of course, this is live on the Blog Talk radio platform, which is different than a lot of podcasts that are done today where people pre-record them and then have them professionally edited and all that, which right. is awesome, but, um, you know, also requires a lot of work. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, Brian started this, and it was a half-hour show every day devoted to talking about HR. And for a long time, he just talked. I mean, he just, like, I think he read the newspaper. He's like, yeah, oh, wow. you know, not, not literally, but that's kind of what it started at. And then he, then he started booking guests, and then, you know, uh, William Tincup joined him as a co-host a few years after he started it. And then Brian left, and somebody else came in. And Anyway, it's had several incarnations. We have 1,361 episodes i'm looking at the at the list wow. right now going back to like 2008 or 9 so it's had a long life at one time brian used to call it the the, the highest rated daytime hr po- podcast uh, you know in and that kind of thing and i'd be like how do you know how many are there <laughs> he was like well it's one of the highest rated we're also the lowest rated so um anyway but but I, I, I'm going to drop this. Uh, there's a rumor uh, afoot that Brian, who hasn't done a show in quite a while, may return as a host for the, for one show as part of this uh, series. So we'll see oh, if that'd that be great. comes to happen. Yeah, I kind of, I've talked to him about it. He's he's game, but we're going to see if we can make it work. So he and he would he would interview me, but it it it, it would be a hoot. Um, so well, cool. I, I love the idea of your podcast. I, I posted on Facebook the other day that, uh, and I know I know it's not true, but it seems like as if it's becoming true. 
is it is has it become possible that there are more podcast HR related podcasts out there than there are blogs? Because I used to be able to listen to you know like both of the HR podcasts that were around, and now every time I turn around, somebody's launching one, and I can't keep up with them any more than I can keep <laughs> up with the Twitter chats or the blogs. So <laughs> I, there's, right. it's rich content, tough to. Stay in the you know people in the game. So anyway, there's um, a lot of content coming out there. About, absolutely. Yeah, and there and, and a lot of it is really good content too. I mean, Lori Rudiman just started a podcast, and Jennifer McClure, and you know, a number of people that have been friends for a long time. And we have about 12 minutes left to go, Tony. So uh, what I don't know about you, and what I couldn't pick up on from your the little bit of research I did yesterday or last week, and then this morning. I, have you been to Sherm's National Conference before as an attendee? No, I've never been to the Sherm National Conference before. Um, the the okay. only conference I've been to was the Sherm Talent Conference last year, which uh, mm-hmm. happened to be here in Chicago as well. So I did go to that conference, and that was my first one. Okay. So you, you you only go visit Sherm when they come to your town? You're, you're yeah, not, exactly. You Might as well. I roll out the red carpet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so – um. Okay, cool. Well, I'll come back to that and your plan of attack for the Sherm, uh, you know, the blog squad in a minute. But let's do the, the sort of, you know, requisite, since you live in Chicago, born and raised, what, what are a couple tips, you know, for things to do and places to eat that you would encourage people to check out while, while they're in your hometown? Oh, man, that's a tough question. There's so many good um, food places There's, um, just north of McCormick Place. So um, if you just kind of follow the road or get, get in an Uber, just tell them to take you, like, to the Loop or to um, the north of the Loop. There's a restaurant row. Um, there's tons of good restaurants. Obviously, pick up a deep dish pizza. Um, Giordano's is probably my favorite. Um, and a hot mm-hmm. dog. If you find a Portillo's, find, get a Chicago-style hot dog at Portillo's, you can't go wrong there. And plus, Portillo's just has an amazing menu of hot dogs, hamburgers, ribs, you name it. Um, their chocolate cake is amazing. So I never go to Portillo's without, uh, without having a chocolate cake. Okay. <laughs> Did you know they opened Portillo's in Brandon, Florida? Did they really? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know somebody, that. Uh, yeah, it's, it, I haven't been to it. I don't live in Florida anymore, but it's it's open in Brandon, which is just south of Tampa. And I don't oh, know, great. I don't know, I don't know how or why, but they, there's at least one of them in the state of Florida. So, mm-hmm. um, and what about like, I, I mean, you know, there's the, there's all the buildings and stuff. Is there any like special place that you go that you like locally for as for, you know that for visitors or take family or something like that? If someone has an extra half day to go visit something outside of the normal touristy stuff. Yeah, there's a few great places. So Millennial Park is, you know, especially during the summertime, it's going to be great. Tons of um, big crowds outdoors. They usually do concerts outside. Um, there's great food and and drinking opportunities out there in Millennial Park. So definitely check that out. Um, the the beach is always great, so not a lot of people associate Chicago with being on the water, but, you know, right. we're on Lake Michigan, and we have a great beach, um, and again, some great restaurants, and it's just great to walk around uh, along the lakefront path as well as the river path, um, and it, if you're into shopping, so Michigan Avenue, the Mag Mile, they have some great shops there, just, you know, it's a mile long worth of great um, shopping outdoor, or, you know, just kind of walking around in those great um, stores, um, and if you're into architecture, um, there's a river cruise, so you take a boat and it goes down the river, and they kind of point out all the architectural, you know, um, kind of monuments here in Chicago. So it's a great cruise to take the family on. Yeah. 
That was my that was my tip. That's that's my mm-hmm. favorite thing. When the, if the weather's right and in the summer, that's my favorite thing to do. I do it over and over again. Um, oh yeah, it's great. Okay, so yeah, so okay, so first time first time blogger, first time attendee at a national conference. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna how are you gonna hack this event? And what what do you hope to get out of it? You know, and what what have you done leading up to it? I guess those are all the kind of the wrap up questions for the show. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot to do. So I've done some work. I still got to do a lot of work. I've narrowed down a few lists of people that I want to reach out to for some Q&A sessions. So you'll see those on my blog as well as the Sherm blog. Um, I'm hoping, you know, depending on how, how time, um, permits itself there, either with some guest speakers, either from some of the presenters that are presenting at SHRM or some folks from the HR tribe. I'm hoping to have, I don't know if I'll probably do live podcasts there, um, but I definitely plan on doing some podcasting there locally, um, whether that be you know posting it the same day, so it gives me a few hours to edit it real quick or posting it the next day, but I'll definitely be um, sharing more content um, on the podcast. And then I definitely plan to reach out and explore the vendors at the um, conference as well. So I think it's kind of one of those hidden gems and often overlooked things that happen at conferences, but you never know who you're going to come across. And plus, I always like attending the or, or speaking with vendors because it gives you a good pulse on, on the technology that's out there for HR professionals, for talent, um, as well as just kind of where the industry is heading, right? So I think the, the vendor um, – it really tells you what the direction HR is heading. Um, and like I said, you never know who you're going to come across. So when I went to the talent conference in Chicago last year in April, we spoke to many vendors, of course, um, and we're actually just starting to we're, we're going to start working with one of those vendors that we met um, next month in April. So it took about a year. Um, but, you know, we mm-hmm. always kept our business card in our back pocket. We always said, you know, what if what if we could use this in our organization? And we always kind of bounced around the idea and, and happy to say that we're actually going to to use them. Um, so again, you never know what you're going to, um, what you're going to come across there. So I recommend that. That, that, that is, you know, that, that actually not, not, not from a Sherm event, but from, I, you know, I'm, I, ne- I network a lot online and so I'm not as good as I used to be about always making sure I have business cards with me. Um, and some, I got a call from a guy a couple weeks ago and he, he was like, Hey, I really need your help. Um, and I'm like, who, you know, who are you? I mean, because anyway, we, after we talked, and he said, I've got your business card, you know, at such and such meeting that you were at. You handed me your business card, and he said, I ran into this problem, and I, I thought of you. And he said, so, and he, like, it wasn't a job. You know, I mean, it was a, he was looking for a solution to a problem, but we had about a 15-minute conversation, and uh, out of that conversation, he probably will turn into a member of, my, of the organization I run. And, oh, wow, that's great. You know, that, was, and it, that was just one of the days that I happened to remember to bring my damn cards, right? So it kind of reinforced it reinforced for me the point that, you know, networking online isn't the only way to network. You have to do it in multiple ways, just like you have to acquire talent in multiple ways. And just like in your case, you know, you probably at your company, you probably use multiple streams of marketing to reach your whoever the potential audience for whatever product you're after. So I think I think you're spot on, you know, with staying in touch and, and trying to get all those kind of have input into all those different sections of the conference because you never know where something's going to develop from. Um, I, let's flip back. Anything else on Sherm? I mean, I guess uh, this, it's your first time. I assume you were invited as well. It seems as if they went out and did a – they didn't really have an application process this year that I know of. Um, 
I think they kind of invited people that they had their eye on that would make up an interesting community. Did you have any different experience than that, or was that no? That's that kind of how it went that, down. For you? Yeah, that's kind of how it went down. I've actually been working with Sherm for probably just going over a year. I think I started January of last year as kind of a guest blogger on the Sherm blog, um, and yep. specifically, you know, if you look at what well, most of my posts have to do with um, helping veterans transition into the civilian um, workforce, right? So just mm -hmm. based on my background of being former military, also working for defense contractors, now HR, um, it just kind of made sense. So I've been kind of really, I guess, um, being more specialized in that arena of helping veterans and military folks. Um, so because I've been writing for them for, again, the last year plus, is they kind of said, you know, this is a great opportunity. It's in your hometown. How about you come and continue being um, blogging for us and being part of the SHRM blog squad this year? So that's kind of how it went down for me. Cool. Um, what I was going to ask you besides that was going back, kind of going back to your, like, your day job uh, at working at it's Ipsos, right? I-P-S-O-S? Ipsos. I-P-S-O-S, yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, like what what kind of HR issues are hot there right now, and what do you, what what are you know what are the things that as we used to ask on this show, what are the things that keep you up at night? Um, anything and everything, I think nowadays. Um, it's it's always a busy time, but it's a good time. The the company you know is trying to not only find its identity, like I said, it's we're, we're very strong in Europe um, and in Canada, so we're trying to find a our identity and kind of grow our footprint here in, in the U.S., um, again, through organic growth as well as um, through acquisitions and through marketing efforts, through branding. So, you know, that obviously ties into the employer branding side of things. Um, so kind of the exposure we're getting on social media, um, our LinkedIn page, that kind of thing. Um, so HR, you know, we've been involved with our marketing group to, to manage that. And then just really trying to, you know, set our company up to succeed the next, you know, 40 years. So we've been in business for 40 years. We're trying to really look internally on how we could best structure ourselves and organize ourselves so we could continue to succeed and kind of continue to see that growth in the market. Cool. Um, <clears throat> we didn't, um, I don't think we gave um, like your blog and your Twitter handle. So like if people wanted to go find where you write and, and talk to you on Twitter or whatever, can you share those mm -hmm. pertinent details with folks? Yeah, so the so uh, of course you can find me on the Sherm blog. So whenever I post on there, but my personal blog, um, the blog and the podcast is at Tony, T O N Y dash Zamora Z A M O R A dot com, and I'm on Twitter Tony D Zamora, um, and of course you can find me on LinkedIn as well, Tony Zamora there. There's, yeah, when I was when I was looking for you earlier today, there's more than one Tony Zamora on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, now somebody the, stole my name, so I have to use my middle yeah. initial in there. Yep, <laughs> somebody beat me to it. Yeah, I had to go with Mike Vandervoort, which is fine. I mean, I went by Mike for a long time. I go by Michael professionally, but I had to go with Mike mm. Vandervoort because my last name has so many characters. The 15 oh, no, it wouldn't fit. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't do Michael right. So and Michael V didn't work. So you know all these. All these trials and tribulations. Hey, uh, yeah, Tony, no we have, as you heard just now, get 90 seconds or so. Any last thoughts to share with folks coming to your hometown or, or about HR in general as we wrap up this uh, one-hour show? 
Now, just for those coming in from out of town, definitely explore the city. It's going to be a busy few days at the CERM conference. Um, the days always go by a lot faster than you expect. There's so much going on from meetings starting off early in the morning, going late, and then, you know, hanging out with the HR tribe, um, getting to meet a lot of folks that we, you know, we were on Twitter chats or blogs, um, those kind of things. It's going to be a, a very busy um, few days, but definitely take time to explore the city. Um, so many great things to explore in Chicago, so enjoy it. And um, it's in the summertime, so hopefully, you know, we'll avoid some rain and get to enjoy the sunny outdoors here in Chicago. Um, but yeah, it'll definitely spend some time it'll, meeting everybody. It'll probably be too hot. That'll be the big complaint. No, um, uh, but yeah, hey, no. Listen, Tony, I, I, re- I really appreciate your, your flexibility in doing this double, sort of double session episode of, of drive through today. Really appreciate you being on the show, and I look forward to meeting you in person and talking some more in uh, in, in Chicago at Sherm, and maybe we'll grab a beer or, or whatever, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the invite, Michael. Yeah, really you great bet. to be on You here. got it. Yep, and we're going to wrap up. So I hope everyone had a, has a good day. Tony, take care. See you in a couple months, and we're out of here. Have a, have a good day.